I was reading this morning that mail forwarding complaints jumped more than 700 percent in 2016. And we're joined by Lizanne Roy Bucamp, or is it Beauchamp? How do you say your name, Lizanne? It's Beauchamp. It's French. It's all right. Oh, hey, I want to know how to say it. Is Beauchamp? Beauchamp, yeah. Uh, From the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, we thought you were the best person to talk about this, Uh, Lisanne. So you have worked for the agency that collects info on intelligence and intelligence on various types of fraud. How big of a problem is identity theft through uh, mail fraud? Um, Obviously, it's an increasing problem. It's definitely one that it's been increasing through every avenue. So you should see um, an increase in the phishing emails as well. But in the mail forwarding, like you said, it's over, it's increased over 700 percent in the, from 2015 to 2016 and that's just the complaints that we've been receiving all right so but how big of a problem is it you know we had this increase it, are there a lot of people being hit by mail forwarding fraud absolutely the requests that we get on a daily basis um there's not a day that goes by that at least one of our call takers hasn't received numerous complaints how does mail fraud uh forwarding fraud work for those of us that aren't familiar with it Sure. So how it typically works is at the very beginning, you're probably already a victim of ID theft. So this, the fraudster will either go and make the request online or in person. If they're making it in person, then they already have your driver's license, essentially, and they've put their photo on it. Um, if they're doing it on the line, it's a little easier. Um, so all they need is your name, phone number, your address, and then they put a credit card for the payment. However, um, that's only submitting a request. So Canada Post will actually go through every single one of those requests. And they have um, a number of ID verification fraud prevention measures. Um, so while it might be the easiest way to start, typically it's the one that fails the most. All right. So um, any explanation for the jump of the 700 percent in 2016? Are we just more aware of it and reporting it more frequently or is it becoming a bigger problem? I think part of it has to do with we're definitely more aware. We're starting to recognize that there's more of the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre now. So people are reporting a lot more. Um, and at the same time, it's just another avenue for them. So there's, they're still definitely using the phones and email most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, but mail is just they're using it a lot more. It's funny because you think, you know, who sends a letter these days? And I mean, just exactly. mail, for, you don't think about that. Is that why it's so attractive? Probably. And the thing is, is that most people don't realize that they are victims mm-hmm. until either they receive that notification in their mailbox or they receive one of the bills finally wants the mail forwarding's over and they have a huge amount owing on a credit card. Okay, so let's uh, go down through the signs that you're a victim of mail uh, forwarding fraud. What are we looking for exactly? Sure. So the first thing, as soon as that application goes in online or even in person, within 24 to 48 hours, you should be receiving a mail forwarding request notification in your mailbox. So that is number one. Um, If you get that, then you're already a victim, and credit card applications have typically already been made as well. So they're just falling right after that. So you want to open all your mail? You do. You want to open it really on a daily basis. Yep. Yeah. And then um, if you see, so sometimes um, it does slip through the cracks where you don't get a notification. If you see that any of your regular bills are missing, if you see that a bank statement or any, like even if it's just one piece of mail, sometimes that's how it starts. It's how sometimes. Um, how they get your information in the first place, they steal a piece of mail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you're missing mail, um, or if you haven't seen, like for a week you haven't gotten anything, you definitely want to be looking in on that. It's interesting because a lot of us play, pay our bills online now and, you yeah. know, have uh, things e- forwarded electronically to us. Is that a safer way to do business now when you're considering mail forwarding fraud? It's difficult. Um, I know that I, for one, am a 
big believer in having everything just sent to my email. Right. Um, but also knowing how easily your email can be hacked. Um, is also mm. a problem. <laughs> right. And I think that another one of those problems is the fact that, that most of us have to now go pick up our mail at those Canada Post mailboxes. I, I don't I don't even pick it up anymore. I think my husband checks it once in a while and I wouldn't be aware if there's anything missing because, you know, it's not coming right to my door anymore. Right. So at least there's um, that's the thing. If you do end up becoming a victim, whether you find out about it to the extent where a collection agency is contacting yeah, you, um, know that you are definitely protected. Um, so if it is, if you've received a notification, the first thing that you want to do is call Canada Post, let them know that it's not you. Um, after that, whether you've received the notification or not, and you've seen that mail is missing, um, or you've been contacted by a collections agency, you want to contact the credit bureau. So there's Equifax and TransUnion. So they'll go over your credit report with you. If there's anything wonky whatsoever, if there's credit card applications or cell phone accounts, or if you do see a notification from or a request from Canada Post, that is a signal that you definitely want to be placing an alert on your account. Um, and after that, they'll give you a lot of information as to like what dates the applications were made, what information of yours has been used and compromised, and then you'll want to call us to make a report. Who's vulnerable? It sounds like everyone is. Everyone. Everyone. It doesn't matter how safe that you are with your information. Um, if you are in the mall and you have all your cards in your purse, they always have those swipers. Um, mm-hmm. If you answer an email, if you get a phone call and you're giving your information away and then you're not the one who made the initial phone call, chances right. are that information is being taken and used. Oh, yeah. We're always talking to our parents about that stuff. Yes. It's like, will you stop? Enough already. No one's going to call you from the bank. Uh, I have one of these. Uh, I got my uh, stocking this year, those protection sleeves, the RFID protection sleeves. Good right. way to avoid people uh, scamming you. Uh, what do you think of those? So I, before I worked here, I actually worked in a bank. And I was told at that point that the bank had looked into giving them to their customers. And they didn't because it's not 100%. So it might make you feel safer, but it might actually be doing... So you might get that false positive sense of security. Right. And then you're not paying attention because you're thinking, yeah, well, nobody's going to steal my... They actually are. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. How much they uh, actually are safe. How effective you're they are. Off. Honestly, if you are going grocery shopping, if you're going to the mall, if you're just going to work, you should be looking at your wallet almost every day saying, what do I need today? If you don't need your credit card, leave it at home. Your really? Your credit card in the first place should not be on you, ever. Your social security. No, I never bring that out. But like, I mean, I uh, I should, probably shouldn't be saying this on the air, but I tend to have, be, I'm like everyone else. I'm, I got a Costanza wallet. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. It's just a little prettier. <laughs> Well, the, you know, it's not the fold-over type, is it? Patrick's now questioning how pretty my wallet is. Uh, listen, I really appreciate you joining us on the show. I, we're not trying to make people paranoid about uh, their information, just trying to make them aware of the fact that people, you know, there are some disingenuous people out there that, you know, want to make a buck off you and they want to make it quickly and what you should be looking for, right? Absolutely. And one of the other things, that I'm just going to mention it for the time of year, if you are going away, Canada Post does have a program where they will hold your mail. So that way you'll know as well someone can't be stealing your mail while you're not home. Yeah, great idea. And I guess it gets scarier for those people out in rural routes where the mail gets delivered on the uh, just on the road. It can be. Um, those boxes tend to be quite secure. And actually... No, I'm talking about the ones that are just mailboxes that you set up yourself. Oh, the little ones yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been recommended that people actually put locks on their mailboxes. Whether that's going to help or not, I don't know. Because at that point, I think you can just smash the mailbox and open it up. Lizanne Roy, I uh, appreciate you joining us on the show today. Have yourself a fantastic uh, new year. 
No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks for being here. Uh, Lizanne Roy uh, Beauchamp is the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centers. Uh, I think she's one of the, the head investigators there and talking about the fact that mail forwarding fraud complaints jumped more than 700% in 2016. You have to protect yourself. You can't just walk around uh, thinking that that little sleeve that you bought or got in your stocking is going to protect you. Make sure you're keeping an eye on the mail.